Behold that star, behold that star up yonder, behold that star, it is the star of Bethlehem. Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. It is the star of Bethlehem to worship him, the Prince of Peace. It is the star of Bethlehem. We are a reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for black lives. It is the star of Bethlehem, from angel hosts all robed in white. It is the star of Bethlehem, glory to God's world without loss. It is the star of Bethlehem, and peace on earth, goodwill to all. It is the star of Bethlehem, behold that star, behold that star of yonder, behold that star, it is the star of blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. scripture this morning comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we have observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all of the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, 
And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is, shepherd my, who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of the Lord. preparation which are in your printed bulletin or your digital bulletin. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. January 6th, as I said when we opened Worship is the traditional day on which the Western Church celebrates Epiphany. It's the day, 12 days after Christmas Day, that we remember the arrival of the wise persons from the East at the manger of Christ. It's often observed on the Sunday closest to January 6th, and so that's why we are observing Epiphany in worship today. Often in preparation for a service that celebrates or observes a traditional day like Epiphany, I'll look back and see you know, what it is I've said in previous years. Of course, I don't wanna say the same thing over and over again. Uh, and, 
And 2020, as I looked back at, at those previous messages, 2020 was, a, the Epiphany message was particularly poignant. We celebrated Epiphany in, on January 5th in 2020, and my sermon was entitled, Home. I read through it again, and it included one of my favorite poems uh, by T.S. Eliot, The Haunting Poem, Journey of the Magi. And if you don't know that poem, I really recommend that you take some time today, Google it and, and sit with it as we enter uh, into this year and hold this season, this moment in transition from Advent to Epiphany and beyond. In 2020 sermon, I talked about the importance of the journey and how we are changed by our journeys, especially when we set off into unknown territory. Little did I know and little did any of us know what was to come just two months later when a global pandemic hit and the title of the sermon, Home, took on an unexpected twist as we all journeyed into the depths of our homes becoming more familiar with our homes than maybe we'd been in a long time, confined there due to the pandemic. And then a year and a day later, on January 6, 2021, an insurrection at our nation's capital played out in a way that was unfathomable then and really still seems surreal now. As I read that message from January 2020, I couldn't help but be struck by the innocence of it. It was just three years ago, but we're changed people now. In the course of just 36 months, we have deepened. We have dealt with challenges we could never have imagined. And in many ways, we are not the people we once were. Do you ever look back on yourself in the days or the moments before something momentous has, happens and think, I didn't know. I didn't know. I had no idea what was coming. Of course, that reflection often gives rise to the theological question, did God know? In the context of Epiphany, when we have wise persons arriving from the East who practiced a different religion, some say they practiced the ancient uh, religion Zoroastrianism, and others say that their precise spiritual practice is lost to history. But in any case, case the, the question of did God know gives rise to another theological question, who's God? Dr. Lisa Miller is a professor of clinical psychology at Teachers College, Columbia University in New York City. And she's devoted her professional life to research on spirituality and healing. She's the New York Times bestselling author of The Spiritual Child and The Awakened Brain. And in a recent interview, Miller shared about clinical research first done in 1997 and then replicated in 1999, that found that we human beings do have an innate capacity for spiritual life. Surprise. <laughs> and in particular, there are, there are at least two threads of this innate spiritual life. Dr. Miller, who is Jewish, said, the first is an innate capacity 
to be in transcendent relationship with whom I call God, or you might say Jesus, or Hashem, or the universe. And the second thread is that we feel this sacred transcendent relationship through our relationships with fellow human beings. A few weeks ago, I talked about how, in my experience, I've seen that the leap, the leap of faith is a bit longer for some than others, but that I believed we all have not only the capacity for faith, but the capacity to take that leap. And Dr. Miller's findings support that. But here's the catch. Her findings have further shown that that capacity is one-third innate and two-thirds environmentally formed. In other words, unless we are attentive to environments that support us in being continually formed in faith and nurtured in spirituality, this innate capacity will have a hard time being operative in our lives. What is also significant about Dr. Miller's research is that it is in a particular tradition that matters so much as an openness to the sacred, a practice that maintains that openness, and relationships with others that help us see, experience, and interpret the sacred. So the answer to the second question posed earlier, who's God, as the Magi and Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and even the Romans followed this star, was simply, yes. Because the reality is that God transcends even our conceptions of who God is. And what took place at the manger was perhaps an early example of an interfaith event, perhaps the first example of Christian-Jewish Zoroastrian dialogue, or even an ancient antecedent of the parliament of world religions. Who's God? Yes. Throughout Advent, we listened to two primary spiritual masters, the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu, a Tibetan Buddhist and an Anglican Christian. It's significant that in one of our holiest Christian seasons, the wisdom of a Buddhist uh, brought new enlightenment to the understandings of this tradition that we celebrate in this, this uh, holiest of our times and days that we celebrate year after year. So let us now return to the question, the first question, did God know? When we talk about the birth of Christ, passages from the Hebrew scriptures that prophesy a savior or a Messiah are referenced. We have one in our scripture for today from Matthew, which Carol read. And so hear these words again, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. This is a quote from the prophet Micah from the Hebrew scriptures and seems to predict at least generally the birth of Jesus in a town called Bethlehem in the former kingdom of Judah, which is present-day Bethlehem, just west of Jerusalem. That Jesus was born in this city has been accepted for centuries. I have visited that Bethlehem and kneeled in the grotto of the Church of the Nativity built over the spot where Christ is believed to have been born. Maybe some of you have too. 
But just a decade ago, archeologists found remains of another Bethlehem near Galilee, which is north of the Bethlehem we now focus on. And they believe that there is ample evidence that this lesser known Bethlehem was the actual birthplace of Christ. It makes more sense, they say, this, this Bethlehem is only seven kilometers from where Mary was living, a much more reasonable distance for a pregnant woman to travel on a donkey. It was an area inhabited by Jews, rich with artifacts, which showed that a few centuries later, the community had become Christians and built a large and ornate church there. And so it seems that the answer to the first question, did God know, is how could we possibly know that? How could we, with our limited humanness, possibly know what God knew? But the message of the Magi is that life is not about coming to a definitive answer about that question, but, engaging, but in engaging the mystery of listening for God, of being engaged in that transcendent conversation. In that engagement, which is an engagement of history, an engagement of the present, and an engagement of the future, we find our way. The messages of Advent are, arise, shine, for your light has come. The people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Indeed, there has been a birth, and the light has come. And now we have to ask, are we walking in the light? Are we awakened? Consider these further outcomes from Dr. Miller's research. Children who have a positive, active relationship to spirituality are 40% less likely to use and abuse substances, 60% less likely to be depressed as teenagers and have significantly more positive markers for thriving, including an increased sense of meaning and purpose and high levels of academic success. People who are connected to spiritual communities show higher levels of joy and resilience. Now, please don't misunderstand me. These aren't the reasons to prioritize faith and spirituality in our lives. These are the outcomes of honoring who we are as spiritual beings. And just like we can become dehydrated or even unwell when we don't drink water because we are also beings made up of water, a lack of spiritual dimension to our lives leaves us spiritually hungry, hungry for transcendence and deep relationship. In this new month of the year, as we begin 2023, many of us are setting goals and intentions. And so I ask you, do your goals and intentions reflect your spiritual needs? And, and your desire, our desire for transcendent relationship? Are we taking steps to help the children and youth in our lives be fed in their spiritual formation? If you are a reader, does your reading list uh, for this year include texts to help you grow spiritually and not just through a Christian lens? 
Like the wise persons who journeyed into unknown spiritual territory, what we know is that when we stretch ourselves to see or learn from a different tradition, not only does our whole understanding grow, we actually have more capacity to see our, our, our own native tradition in new and deeper ways. This year, may we honor and feed our need for transcendent relationship. May we travel new spiritual roads that bring us to new insights. May we create and foster environments that continually form us all, but especially our children and youth in faith and spirituality. May we know that in all of this, we are supported and met by a God who desires to be in full relationship with us so desiring of that relationship that that God came to us as one of us, and that God is both knowable and never fully knowable. May we truly arise and shine, for our light has come. May it be so. Amen. I sought him dressed in finest clothes, where money talks and status grows, but It seemed he lived in poverty. I sought him in the safest place, remote from crime or cheap disgrace. But safety never knew his face. It seemed he lived in jeopardy. Spotlights glare where crowds collect and critics stare, but no one knew his presence there. It seemed he lived in obscurity. When in the streets we heard the word that seemed for all the world absurd. Afford, we're entertaining Christ the Lord. And so distinct from all we planned, among the poorest of the land, we did what few might understand. We touched God in a You've been listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week.